The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash odds. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. To enter, just go to Better Than Vegas, and don't forget to let them know SGP sent you. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. What's up, D-Gens? It's Dan Titus, a.k.a. The Prop God with the NBA Gambling Podcast. Finally back after a two-day hiatus of no hoops. We can finally take a break from the top shot and March Madness discussions and get back to the NBA. And I'm joined by Manaf Money Machine Manji, who's joined us while on vacation in Cancun. So what's good, homie? Hopefully you have a Corona, maybe some tequila, combination of both. What's going on, man? It's going good, man. I know uh, I told you guys last week that I was going to be on vacation, but I said, Hey, I'm going to bring my equipment equipment with me so we can record some podcasts. So um, anything for the DJs, right. To make sure that we're getting winning bets and, uh, and cashing tickets. So NBA post all-star break, we got a full slate of games tomorrow. So I'm excited to man. Second half of the season It's going to be a blast for sure, man. And I just want to say, you know, if you guys are looking for a deep dive analysis of the first half of the NBA season, check out Monday's podcast of the NBA gambling podcast with Manoff and Zach ZB, AKA Swiss banker Broner. They went over literally everything from the first half of the NBA season from their favorite bets, some futures team performance, just an overall great overview. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Um, but with the all-star break behind us, we're recording this on Wednesday night. The association had a couple of games scheduled for Wednesday, the wizards and the Grizzlies, as well as the Spurs and the Mavs. But with the Spurs and Mavs underway, let's pivot to that 13 games that 11 game slate for Thursday that you were just alluding to. Um, yep. So before we get going, just want to give a quick word to our sponsors. It's that time of the year. Again, conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog and select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. Pick one of many of the select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 order to enter New Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. 
Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, and we're back. So let's start off with the first game on the slate. We got the Detroit Pistons heading to Charlotte to face the Hornets. The Pistons are 10 and 26, currently last place in the Eastern Conference. Going up against the Hornets, who are 17 and 18. Charlotte is five and a half point favorites. We got the over and under at 20, 220 and a half. But, you know, Manaf, I just want to talk to you about these Hornets, man. Like, I know on the pod, you guys were were discussing the surprise of Charlotte. And more mm-hmm. so, I think we can say that they're a team that is certainly trending up. News just came out earlier tonight that LaMelo Ball has been named the starter for the remainder of the season. Devontae Graham is going to be making his return from a knee injury, likely going to be their sixth man now. But, you know, I'm loving the Hornets and their opportunity here, man. They're currently seventh place in the East, only a half, uh, one and a half games back out of fourth place, which is still kind of crazy. There's just tons of opportunity for movement amongst the Eastern Conference. So, what are your thoughts on this game? Where are you betting it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's um, you got to go with the Hornets here, right? Because, like you alluded to, Denver. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Detroit. One of the worst road teams this season. And I know we had discussed this with uh, Zach on the um, on the Monday pod with the deep dive. But I mean, this Pistons team is they 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 lost Eric Rose, they lost um, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond is. Uh, out. I mean, sorry, he was with the Cavs. I don't know why I keep thinking that he's with the Detroit, but um, I mean, his career was was primarily with Detroit. Yeah, man. he was, was on a rental for the Cleveland Cavaliers for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, so I mean, you know, four and sixteen on the road here this season. So, and this is like the moment where Charlotte kind of you know takes that next step, right? With Lamelo Ball now, like you mentioned, stepping into that starting lineup. Um, and I just feel like there's way too much guard depth on this Hornets team with Terry Rozier, uh, LaMelo ball, uh, Malik monk, who's been playing really well for them. Really well. Uh, and there's that, like you mentioned, yeah. Uh, getting Devonte Graham back. So I think that's going to be way too much for the Pistons to handle here. And I think the Pistons are in a free fall here. And I, I'm not sure if Jeremy grant is playing tomorrow night. I think at last I saw he was questionable, but that's their best offensive player. And if he's not able to go, this shouldn't be an easy victory for the uh, Charlotte Hornets to kick off the second half of the season. Yeah. I'm with you there, man. Um, I see that Jeremy Grant's been upgraded to probable, but even okay. if he's playing in the game, I don't think that that's really going to make much of a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting Charlotte's gone the over in six of their last six games. They're four and one against the spread in their last five home games, man. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me the, give me the Hornets in this one. I think this is a pretty low line. Uh, considering how well they've been playing as of late uh, versus a team that you said, you know, they're trending the wrong direction, pretty much a dumpster fire, getting rid of Blake Griffin. I don't have much faith in anything with the Detroit Pistons right now. Yeah. And I think they will be held for the, for one of these lottery picks here um, at the end of the season and the draft coming up. So yeah, give, give me Hornets all day. I'm with you there. So let's go to our second game. We got the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, visiting the Toronto Raptors in Florida. Uh, the Hawks are 16 and 20, 17, 18 and one against the spread versus the Toronto Raptors, 17 and 19 overall, and coincidentally, 17 and 19 against the spread. Uh, we got Atlanta as one and a half point favorites here with an over under of 20, 22 and a 20, 227 and a half, excuse me. Um, but more concerning here, man, the COVID is really running rampant in, in Toronto, uh, Toronto's going to be without Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. Uh, we got Malachi Flynn, Terrence Davis is questionable with an ankle. I mean, dude, they got nobody, they got nobody right. to play. <laughs> it's going to be Kyle Lowry versus the world. Um, yeah. And as you said on your, on Monday, you know, Aaron Baines is like, who, who like he sucks. So, you know, I'm just, I don't have much faith in, in the Toronto Raptors here surprised. It's only one and a half point difference. That's essentially a pick them, but how are yeah. you playing this game? Are you going to bet the, the over under, or are you going the actual, um, the spread here? Yeah. I mean, with amount of guys that Toronto have out here, like you mentioned, I mean, who who's going to score the basketball, right? I mean, like Lowry, but then you're going up against an Atlanta team that has Trey Young, and I think that the Atlanta Hawks are going to have massive success inside the paint. Mm-hmm. 
with John Collins and Clint Capella because the Toronto Raptors, so Raptors, Raptors don't have uh, anyone inside that can stop these two guys. They don't have that big man, right? They try, like we mentioned with Aaron Baines, that they started him in the starting lineup um, in the first half of that season, and slowly he didn't work out the way that the uh, Raptors thought he would. But and now he's coming off the bench. So their other big man, Chris Boucher. I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to contain Clint Capella and John uh, John Collins. So give me the uh, Hawks here on that short, very short line. I'm very surprised at that line too, with the amount of COVID issues that they're having over there. So. Um, I think this should be a victory for the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night. And again, you know, the coaching change that they had, like we had mentioned on that pod, um, I think this is an upgrade at the coaching position for the Atlanta Hawks, right? I think this is a, a, a guy that the Hawks kind of want to get behind and play for. So, um, and if they're going to make the playoffs, they need to beat teams that are shorthanded and, and aren't having a good season. So, uh, give me the, uh, Hawks on the points tomorrow. I like it, man. And uh, I think it's, it really goes to show, like, I'm really curious to how the Nate McMillan experience is going to go. He's already yeah. a proven coach. He won in Indiana. I think he could rally this team. And I think they have a good, they have, this is a really great starting place to really get that momentum as they're trying to make their playoff run. Uh, you know, this is a team that had what 40 win potential in the beginning of the season and mm-hmm. really been playing under, uh, under expectation. So um, for one of the other kind of flyers I want to throw out there. I noticed that Norman Powell uh, sees a 6% uh, increase in usage when Siakam van Vliet and Ananubi are off the floor. So if I, once those player props drop, I think I'm going to go, I'm think I'm going to go in on Norman Powell there uh, likely on the points uh, line, whatever that is set. But um yeah, I'm with you. That I don't I don't really believe in the front court presence of Toronto and this should be a field day for Clint Capella mm-hmm. and John Collins. Really curious what they do with John Collins coming going forward, you know, he's he's certainly on the trade block, uh but obviously the Hawks haven't found anything of worthy value for him yet, but um yeah, we'll see how it goes, but yeah. Um surprisingly, um just to stick on this on this game a little bit, I was shocked to see that Toronto's mm-hmm. actually nine and one overall straight, uh, straight up against the Atlanta Hawks in their last 10 games. But their last loss actually came on February 6th where the Hawks scored 132 points on them, beat them 132 to 121. So, you know, being that this game was just a a few, uh, just under a month ago, I think Atlanta, the Atlanta still got the momentum in this one. Yeah, I mean, Hawk, uh, yeah. Atlanta Hawks team total might be another play, like you just mentioned, that they dropped 132. So that might be yeah. also another angle to kind of look at. Absolutely, I feel you on that. All right, and let's go to what I think might be the best game on the 11 game slate: the Boston Celtics heading to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Boston Celtics are currently fourth place in the Eastern Conference at 19 and 17, uh, going up against the second place Brooklyn Nets. 24 and 13 overall. The Brooklyn Nets are currently two and a half point favorites with an over under a 234 and a half. So I think that's probably going to be one of the higher totals we see of the slate. This is yep. going to be, I feel like this is going to be a more of a competitive game than it has been in the past. Uh, it seems like Marcus Smart, he's been upgraded to probable, which I think is great yep. news for Boston, who have been extremely shorthanded in guard play and defense overall. Uh, you were stating on Monday how much you know Boston's really struggled between COVID and uh, missing some of their key players, and Marcus Smart has been that key player. So, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think now is the second half going to the second half of the season. Now we kind of want to see Boston play up to the expectation that we had at the beginning of the season for them, right? I know that Kimball Walker was out at the beginning of the season dealing with a knee injury, and then they lost uh, Marcus Smart, like we had mentioned. And now they get them back, right? Kemba's healthy. Uh, now they have their core guys together, and now it's time for this team to make a run. So, I, I think that I, I want to go with Boston here. I know this is a big game for them, going up against the kind of the monsters of the Eastern Conference with um, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not sure if Kevin Durant is playing tomorrow or if there's any news on that. But I know Blake Griffin is out. He said they're still knee, uh, they're doing an injury management on his knee, but. I like the Boston uh, Celtics tomorrow getting the points here. Um, I think this is a game that they have circled. 
Um, for them to get this victory tomorrow would be big for them going into the second half of the season. So um, look for these guys to come out and play hard tomorrow. I'm not sure if Marcus Smart is going to be on a minutes restriction, but um, I think that this is going to be a very good game. Like you mentioned, it's going to be a good competitive game and I'll take the points with the uh, Boston Celtics here tomorrow. Interesting. So I'm going to go the other side. I'm going with Brooklyn and mainly because I, man, they're just on a roll right now. They've won uh, nine of their last 10 games uh, or 10 and one against the spread in their last 11 games. Excuse me. Gone the over in 12 of their last 18. I mean, this team is just cooking. Uh, Durant has been ruled out. So it looks like we'll see a combination of that Kyrie uh, James Harden experience. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the Marcus smart being on a minutes restriction is actually going to be very important. I, I don't know right. that he's going to be ready to go that 30, 30 plus minutes was what they really need him to stop the offensive explosion. That is the Brooklyn nets, but uh, very curious to see how this plays out. I'm probably going to, I'm going to take the the nets points and I'm also going to take the over on this one. I think this one's going to be a, a high scoring affair. So it should be fun to watch either way. Curious to see how our bets play out there. Uh, Cause usually we're pretty aligned. So I'm excited to see how this, yeah, how this a little disagreement's out. not bad for the pod, right? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. So let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March madness fantasy betting contest. There's $8,000 in cash prizes up for grabs and less than a hundred players joined to date. Here's how it works. You place risk-free free fantasy bets throughout the tournament against real odds and lines. Most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you're in the top three most at the end, you'll win your share of $8,000. Starts right before first four tips off. It's graded on units and profit. The most units and profit at the end wins the cash. Players can play as many or as few picks as they like. One, two, or three unit picks. Money line spread totals are also available. And Odd Shark isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. Download the app for free. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. And we're back. We're going to go into the fourth game of our slate, 11 game slate. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the new Orleans Pelicans. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves, which are uh, right on par with the Detroit Pistons as a straight dumpster fire. Uh, They're seven and 29 worst team in the NBA going up against the new Orleans Pelicans are 15 and 21 uh, also going 15, 21 against the spread. We got the Pelicans as eight and a half point favorites with a 239 point uh, total man. And you know, you were really harping on this, on the show uh, early over the course of the last couple of weeks, actually uh, mm-hmm. the Pelicans just stay hitting the over. So it looks like Vegas has finally caught up to this. Um, what are your thoughts on that two thirty nine number? And do you expect the Pelicans to cover eight and a half on a really struggling Minnesota Timberwolves team? Yeah, this is interesting, right? Um, I, I don't, I still don't think this total is high enough. I mean, we kind of take a look at the the stats here for um, the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. I think both of these teams are bottom in defensive efficiency. Um, and Minnesota, one of the worst defenses, allowing points inside of the paint. And both of these teams are top ten in points, uh, scoring points in the paint. Right. So. Yep. Um, I know Minnesota has been really, really bad this season, but getting this many points with um, the Timberwolves on the road here, this, uh, this game, I think that I got to go with Minnesota here. I know they've been a dumpster fire, but we take a look at the Pelicans at home as a favor. They're two and nine in that span, 18%. And um, I think Carl Anthony town should have a big game here inside the paint uh, for the, um, for the Timberwolves. So give me the points uh, with Minnesota on the road here. And I'm going to also keep taking that over. I just, I just don't feel like this still isn't enough points. I mean, I think both of these teams can put up 120 points each. And um, so I'm going to take Minnesota plus the points and then over the 239 total. 
Yeah, I have no dog in this fight in terms of the spread, but I am with you on the over here. I mean, just looking at some of the trends here, the total has gone over in 13 of New Orleans' last 18 games against Minnesota specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even I mean, even the Pelicans, you know, as we were stating before, I mean, they've gone over in 12 of their last 14 games here. I just think that this is just going to be a, a high scoring affair. We got two really good front court players in Zion and, and Carl Anthony towns going at it. I don't see that. I don't see anyone playing any defense here. So give me the yeah. over on this one as well, man. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And Minnesota number three in possessions per game. So we may see a lot of pace here with Minnesota, especially when they hired uh, their new coach, Chris Finch, they've been, they've been really getting up and down the floor here. So uh, that might be another good factor to see towards the over here. So uh, I think that's lock potential for the over there. I like it a lot. And let's shift to going to Milwaukee where the New York Knicks 19 and 18, New York Knicks uh, go up against the Milwaukee bucks who are 22 and 14. Now my dark horse, this was actually, I wish I was able to join you guys on, on Monday's podcast because my future bet that's Man, it's it's holding it's holding firm, man. I, I picked the Knicks to go to the playoffs this year, which oh, I like I've been that. getting fried, fried by group chats, um, other podcasts that I've been on. But dude, I, I like the way it's shaping up. Um, it doesn't look like Derrick Rose is going to be in uniform. Yeah. Uh he's been downgraded to out, um, as well as Austin Rivers and Mitchell Robinson is still not there. I think this is gonna be a tough matchup for the Knicks. However, they're only they're eleven point dogs to the Bucks. I mean, it's not like the Bucks have been spectacular this season. Um, I'm interested in that. I, I I think I'm gonna go with the Knicks there plus eleven. You know the the total is two twenty two and a half. We know that the Knicks are top three in defensive efficiency. Uh, they tend to run a slower pace. Is there a chance they can slow down the Milwaukee offense though? I think so. I, I think we know we, 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 like you mentioned right now, one of the best defensive teams in the entire league. So if New York wants a chance to be in this game and possibly even win it, they're going to have to slow down this pace against the Milwaukee bucks. And um, I, I think the guard depth, even without um, Derek Rose for the New York Knicks with, with Peyton and uh, they got Nila Kina back. They have uh, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel so, quickly. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah, I think he needs to start getting more minutes. So yes, he I does. think the guard depth might be um, might keep the Knicks in this game. Eleven points is a lot. I know Bucks are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, but this New York team is different of the years past. Tom Thibodeau has these guys playing. Uh, they've committed on the defensive end. The numbers are showing that. So giving the Knicks plus the eleven, and also kind of like the under here. I'm not sure if this turns into a shootout, Knicks have no chance. So their, their only chance here might be to kind of slow this pace down, play good defense. And I think a little parlay might be, if you do like the Knicks on this game, parlay that with the under, because if the Knicks are going to win, it'll be in a low scoring affair or not as many points as the total is projecting right now. Dude, I'm, I'm totally with you there. That was my hedge was literally taking the under with that because you now this could go one or two ways, you know, Milwaukee comes out. I mean, Milwaukee has been very good. Um, at home this season, 14 and five overall, Um, but an 11 and eight against the spread. But you know, if they, if this game gets out of hand early, I think that they're going to be pulling out all those starters and you're going to see a lot of Bobby Portis, you know, the, the Pat Connaughton's and stuff like that. So uh, I I don't expect that the Knicks are going to be into a a shootout with them. So, you know, I I would also take the under there as well, just to kind of hedge that bet. I wanted to get your thought on something real quick on the Knicks as we had discussed this on the pod that we did Monday mm-hmm. is that if, if the Knicks somehow finish as a top five seed or a top four seed, what do you give the chances of Tom Thibodeau getting coach of the year? You know, I was looking at, at second half futures. And to be honest, that is a really good looking pick, right? Uh, I think that they, it's a very distinct possibility. They're currently the fifth seed right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're in that battle with the with the Celtics, the Heat. I, to your point, um, in the, another c- podcast, I think the Heat are going to be one of those teams that catches fire late in the season. I think we're going to see yeah. a way better team. They were extremely hit by the the COVID by COVID um, in general. So 
Uh, the Knicks, however, have not been. And so I think that there's a really healthy chance that they could land somewhere, stay in that fifth spot or go as worse as like, you know, seven, seven is right. not going to get Thibodeau the award. Yeah. I think five, four is really what gets him the award. Um, but I think I haven't checked the odds on that. Do you happen to know what uh, Thibodeau's odds are for winning that award? Uh, it might be off because the game started. Cause usually when they pull these futures, but let me try to find it. But I think the whole thing that I harped on was on the podcast with Zach was that the, the win total, the regular season win total before the season started for the Knicks was 22 and a half. Right. They're already Talk about exceeding expectations. Right. right. And they're already <laughs> at 19 wins. And the way that this organization has been in the past five, six years where they've been absolute dog shit. And mm-hmm. for a guy to come in like Tom Thibodeau and pretty much turn the whole basketball team around and get these guys to commit on the defensive end. And I, I thought that was intriguing. I think the last I saw when I mentioned it on, uh, on the pod with Zach was it was around 11 to one or 12 to one, but right now I'm not seeing it posted. So if I do see it, uh, I'll co- post it on my Twitter and then I'll also let you know if I find it. But I thought that was something, um, that was something that, uh, that I thought was interesting when we had discussed that on the pod with, uh, on Monday. Yeah. Cause if we're talking about true progression and coaching up a team, I mean, even if you still look at the Knicks roster, no one's really getting excited about anybody on that team, right? Like at least yeah. in Phoenix, you have all-star Devin Booker and all-star mm-hmm. Chris Paul. And then yeah. you also have Deandre Ayton. Mikhail Bridges yeah. is, is a really good young player. Whereas Thibodeau's doing with like RJ Barrett is not that he's, I mean, he's all right, you know, but like, I think he's, yeah. he's probably a middle mid tier player, right? Julius yeah. Randle is their only true all-star and he's right. got a whole bunch of regular people around them. What he's mm-hmm. been doing to coach them up, playing that hard defense, um, playing them a lot of minutes. I think that's what he's done is more remarkable than to me, what Monty Williams is doing, because I think I saw some crazy stat uh, on like stats Inc or something like Chris Paul's win percentage, the year, what it is that when he comes to a new team, what their, their, I guess, previous year win percentage was it's astonishing. Yeah. So like Chris Paul, the Chris Paul effect is real. Whereas like, I don't it know is. that you could say that there's a Derek Rose effect. Cause he didn't win in Minnesota. Uh, right. Taj Gibson, another journeyman no one's really won on that team. He's got a bunch of, sorry to say losers <laughs> that kind of <laughs> compiled together and yeah. now they're winning. So I don't know, man, I, I I'm with you there. I think that the, there's certainly a case for Thibodeau to at least start joining the conversation um, more than he has in the past. Yeah, and this is the last thing. I mean, we, we were seeing rumors, you know, circulating on Twitter that they're looking for another star. You know, they they've yeah. had, they have their eyes on Terry Rozier and Lonzo ball and possibly Victor Oladipo also. So it's not like they're, you know, throwing this season away. They're going for it and trying to get into the playoffs. So it, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how this finishes down the stretch, but I just want to get your thoughts on that real quick. Yeah. They, I mean, they're also in a great cap position right now. So I think that they're certainly going to be buyers in the, in the buyout market. Um, yeah. I think Victor Oladipo, I think actually is a really good fit because you know, I think he wanted a different market. He kind of wants to be in a, in a, a franchise where he can be the guy. And I think even yeah. despite the way that they play, they're certainly building around Julius Randall, but I think he sits, he sits as a nice one uh, B um, in that offense. I think that he would certainly welcome the, the change from being in no offense, Houston, uh, which yeah. currently <laughs> is, you know, we, we know how Houston is. So. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want to talk about the hometown team. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good time to take a pause for a moment to hear from our sponsor. Want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sports book offers for your slate. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Head to the betql.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. And so for the next game, we got Orlando uh, going against their Florida native Miami Heat. Uh, The Orlando Magic are 13 and 23, uh, going against the Heat 18 and 18. Bam Adebayo has been ruled out, which kind of yeah. adds a different wrinkle to the game. Uh, the, we got the total consensus at two twelve and a half, uh, but the spread at six and a half 
uh, for the Miami heat. What are your thoughts here? Uh, you know, Bam is certainly a player that impacts the game, uh, but certainly Kelly Olenek is is a serviceable big man, and we maybe right. we'll see more of Precious Achua, uh, a pretty good rookie who's who's played very well when he's been given the opportunity. So I don't really think Bam out, uh, you know, Bam really being out of the lineup will maybe impact their performance too much. However, yeah. if we're playing player props, give me Nikola Jok- uh, Nikola Vucevic all day because I think. We know not having Bam there is certainly going to make a difference for him and his dominance that he could be able to uh, work in in uh, in the paint. Yeah, I think when I saw the first thing when uh, I saw that Bam was ruled out was immediately thinking of uh, Vucevic's player props. But uh, like we had talked about Boston, you know they're getting they got their guys healthy and ready to go to make the second half run. Miami's another team that finally has their guys all healthy. I know Tyler Hero was out, Dragic was out for a little bit, Jimmy Butler was yeah. in and out of the lineup dealing with some nagging injuries. Uh, but now is the time for this Miami team to they have all their players back except for Bam. But now is the time for them to go and get this make get this run for the second half and and fight for playoff position. So um, six and a half. I'm going to take Miami here. I, I like Miami here with, with, with the players that they're, they have back here. Um, you know, I'm not sure there's enough on the Orlando side, as far as offensively for them to um, score enough points to keep up with the shooters that the Ma- uh, Miami heat have right. Miami's number one uh, defense inside the paint. They only give up 40 points per game inside the paint. So I'm not sure. If, I know Bam is a big part of that, but you know the defensive effort that Miami does put. It might be that they're going to double team Vucevic possibly and make somebody else beat them, right? So yeah. um, I, I think this will come down to just Miami kind of imposing their will, at least on the offensive side, and and knocking down three point shots with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, and I think Precious Achua, like you mentioned, you know he's going to be a big part of the game tomorrow. He might even get the start tomorrow, maybe or Kelly Olynyk, who knows? So um, he, he's been really good for them this season. So I'm sure he has the athleticism and the capability to stay with Vucevic and kind of contain him. So give me Miami minus the points tomorrow, and look for them to be a big team here to bet on in the second half. Yep, I'm with you 100. Um, percent And just got news: Evan Fournier has also been downgraded to out. That's a huge blow for the Magic. And their yeah. scoring potential. They're on a five game losing streak. Um, Miami, however, has won eight of their last nine games. I'm taking Miami six and a half on this. I don't I don't think that this should be much of a problem for them um yeah. in this matchup. So Yeah, losing four days uh, big. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miami actually seven and one against the spread in their last eight. So yeah, I think they're just in a they're in a really good position, even sans uh Bam Adebayo. So let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into the latter half of uh, the uh, 11 game slate better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what D only care about sports betting better than Vegas is running a free bracket style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500 to enter. Just go to better than Vegas and don't forget to let them know SGP sent you. And don't forget to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're back and we're heading to, oh, we got my hometown Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Chicago to face the Bulls. The Philadelphia 76ers are 24 and 12, 19 and 15, uh, and a tie. Uh, 1915 two against the spread uh, versus the Chicago Bulls, who are 16 and 18 overall, firmly in contention for their for a playoff spot. Um, but the Sixers are going to be without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and so that has made the Philadelphia 76ers two point dogs to the Chicago Bulls, which is interesting. Uh, hmm. With a total consensus line of 229 and a half, and so. I think we've talked about it plenty on this pod. The Sixers are amazing at home. Once they hit the road, to use your phrase, dog shit. Uh, <laughs> similarly, the Chicago Bulls have been really profitable on the road. So, kind of a tale of two of two of two different uh, stories here uh, for these two teams. But what are your thoughts here? Um, 
Philly has not done well against as a dog. They're three and five overall. Uh, whereas Chicago's five and five as a favorite. I tend to, I don't know, man. It's, this is my squad. It's kind of like Virginia tech. When it's this close, I don't bet on it. Um, yeah, I might just stay away and I'm, I'm actually riding with a shake Milton player prop because his usage rate goes up by 7% when Ben Simmons and um, Joel Embiid are off the court. Uh, also wouldn't mind firing up a Zach Levine player prop here, fresh off his all-star game uh, appearance. I, I don't see anyone that's going to be able to stop him on, on defense for the Sixers. Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, when you have your two best players out, it's kind of hard to handicap it, right? Especially when the stats don't back it up that well, this team does, but yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a past game just until they get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid back. Um, I might look at some Tobias Harris props tomorrow, maybe some Seth uh, Curry props here, but, and shake Milton, like you mentioned. So um, yeah, I think this is a complete stay away game for me, at least. Uh, I mean, if you made me take a forced lean, I would probably probably take Chicago here. Minus the two at be just being at home with, you know, all their guys there with Kobe White and Zach Levine, who's just having a fantastic season for them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't have to bet every game on the board. So this might be one of the ones that you kind of want to pass. Yep. I'm with you there. Pass, pass, pass. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to go to uh, Dallas going up against OKC. Now the Mavs are currently losing to the San Antonio Spurs at halftime. Uh, this again, this is recording this Wednesday night. Uh, they're currently down 59 52. Uh, they were favorites at four and a half against the San Antonio Spurs. So curious to see how that ends up, but they will be on the back leg of a back to back against the Oklahoma city team. That's 15 and 21, but 1916 against the spread. Currently they have Dallas as six and a half point favorites here with a total consensus line of two nineteen and a half. Um, I don't know about this one. It's those back to backs, man. They, they always kind of concern me a little bit. And if, yeah. I mean, the way that this is trending, if Dallas is going to be in a dog fight tonight, are they going to take a, a, you know, are they going to lay off, you know, against the thunder um, who's actually been pretty good against, against, uh, against the spread lately. Um, as well as let's see what they've done. Um, you know, they've, they've won three of their last five games, not, not to anything to get too excited about, but the Dallas Mavericks are on a three game win streak. So I don't know. This is, I think this is probably another pass game for me. I don't, I don't really, it's hard to get around like what Oklahoma city is doing, trying to get younger players involved. They never really seem to have a consistent lineup, um, trying to try out new, new, um, new opportunities for younger people. So I don't know. I'm probably going to pass on this one. Yeah. I mean, these two teams got together before the all-star break. It was an ugly game. Uh, Dallas did get the victory 87, 78, probably one of the yeah. lower scoring games of the season, but um, back-to-back situations this season, uh, Dallas is only two and four against the spread. I mean, it is a short trip up from Dallas to Oklahoma city. So, I mean, it's, the travel is not really a concern here, but um yeah, if they're like you mentioned, if they're in a dog fight tonight against San Antonio, um, fresh legs for a young team like the Thunder. I know we had discussed this on the Monday pod that Thunder might be one of the teams to fade in the second half of the season, but just situationally for Dallas being on the back to back situation, um, yeah, I, I would if I had to, I would take Oklahoma City at home with the points. I mean, like you mentioned, they've been really good against spread as in the underdog uh, role here. Uh, let me quickly see how they are uh, as an underdog, but I mean, regardless, yeah, 13, 21, I mean, it's all yeah. right, but yeah. So, I mean, good. This is one of the games that you might kind of want to stay away from. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. See thunder or nothing for me as far as uh, this game. I'm with you going to take a quick moment to hear from our next sponsor. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there's no house. Legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone at the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. 
another great matchup of the night. Um, this is probably my second favorite game on the, uh, maybe my third favorite game. Uh, we got a TNT lineup of uh, the Golden State Warriors going to LA to face the Clippers. Um, we have the Golden State Warriors seven and a half point dogs to the Los Angeles Clippers. Golden State nineteen and eighteen overall, eighteen and nineteen against the spread. Where we got the Clippers twenty four and fourteen, twenty and eighteen against the spread. Um, yeah, this one's going to be a good one. I I just mm-hmm. don't know. It's been clear that the Golden State Warriors are trying to make moves. They've apparently expressed interest in Victor Oladipo. Yeah, not sure if that necessarily gets them where they need to be, but that's certainly an upgrade for them. They're one of the top teams in, in possessions and pace this year. The Clippers are also one of the better teams in the NBA, um, but seven and a half points. I don't know. I, I, I kind of lean towards the Clippers here. I just don't know that I want to bet it on seven and a half. That's a, that's a sizable margin, but yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it looks like Draymond Green's going to be playing. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think that uh, me and Zach had discussed that the the Golden State Warriors were going to be one of the teams that we do want to play on uh, going into the second half of the season for them to fight for that playoff position in the Western Conference where it's a little tight um, and it's going to come down to every single game. But I'm not sure they'll be able to pull off the upset here against the Clippers. But I think for at least this game, I think the seven and a half may be too many points for the Clippers to cover here. So uh, Steph Curry, you know, he came out the other night or during the over the all-star weekend. And he said that he still has a lot to accomplish, but he has nothing to prove. And I think that kind of spoke volumes that he just wants to kind of go out and play ball. And I think we might see a different Steph Curry here in the second half of the season. You know, maybe he'd be dropping 35, 40 points a night and he has fully capability of doing that. So um I, I think at least for the, for this game, I like the, um, the golden state warriors getting the points here, seven and a half, uh, probably some curry props. I kind of want to keep an eye on at least here in the second half of the season. Um, I think he's going to come out motivated to, you know, kind of lead this team into the playoffs. I know they're kind of inept on offense. I mean, you're not going to, you're not sure what you're going to get from yeah. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre every single night because those guys are so inconsistent, but the right. chemistry that Dre Draymond green and, and Steph Curry have, I think that may be good enough to um, at least cover this spread here against the LA Clippers tomorrow night. This should be a good one though. Yeah. It's going to be a fun matchup. I mean, I I'm with you. I'm probably going to lean towards the props on this one yeah. mainly because I think I just want to root for the stars uh, rather than the actual game. Um, but yeah, it's, the seven and a half points, it's kind of shut, kind of scares me a little bit. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to fade that. And honestly, I'm probably going to go the over on this one, man. I don't, I don't really see just, I think to your point, Steph Curry was on fire on all-star weekend, you know, catching alley-oops yeah. pulling up from logos. You know, he just looked like he was having all kinds of fun out there. Certainly locked in. He didn't play against Phoenix uh, going into the break. So I think he's well-rested ready to yeah. go and make a statement in the second half of the season. So I'm definitely going to be looking out for those, those Curry props as well. Uh, So then the second to last game that we have on this crazy slate, the Houston Rockets going up against the Sacramento Kings, your Houston Rockets, 11 and 23 overall (laughs) (laughs) and the Sacramento Kings, 14 and 22 overall Two twenty-seven and a half and a half total on this one. We got the uh, Kings as four and a half point favorites. Are you a believer in your Houston Rockets at all, or who, what, how are you betting this one? Are you staying away from it? Yeah, I think this is probably a stay away for me. I mean, I, with the way the Rockets have been playing, um, I'll probably take the Kings. The, the yeah. biggest question for the Rockets is that I think this is going to be a complete fire sale for this team coming up on the trade deadline. Uh, I think you know, I don't think PJ Walker, PJ Walker, PJ um, Tucker is going to be on this team. I don't think Victor Oladipo will here come to, will be on this team come the trade deadline. And who knows if a right deal comes along for John Wall, he might not even be here. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this Rockets team. I mean, they they've just can't get these guys healthy and playing together. I saw a report earlier that Christian Wood did start on court activities, but he's still gonna be out possibly another week. 
And I think he's one of their two best players along with John wall. And I think you got to continue to fit. This was what one of the teams that we had discussed is continue to fade the Houston Rockets in the second half of the season, just because it's, it's, it's not, it's not good right now for the Rockets because of what kind of transpired over the season with Steven Silas coming in saying, Hey, I was supposed to coach Russell Westbrook and James Harden, but now we're here. We are, but I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but at least for this game, I think, uh, I think the Kings may have too much offensive firepower with Darren Fox. Who's just having a fantastic season for them. Um, you know, they have Tyrese Halliburton. It's going to be a big part of their future, Buddy he healed. Yeah. So I think just think this might be too much for the Rockets to kind of handle here. And, and, um, uh, give me, give me the uh, Kings minus the four and a half here tomorrow. I, I'm in complete agreement here. I mean, I'm just looking at the injury report for the Rockets, and you know, Eric Gordon questionable, Christian Wood out, Daniel House questionable, Nawaba out. I mean, they're pulling up. They just called up Kevin Porter Jr. And you know, if you're going to D the G League, excuse me to pull out your talent, just to pull up somebody to actually put on a uniform. Like it's not in a good position, man. I'm, I'm fading everything re- re- related to the rockets. hundred percent with you there. Uh, Sacramento. I, I think Sacramento can easily do four and a half points on this. You know, Sacramento yeah. has been, they've been all right. Um, you know, as a favorite six and seven, eh, you know, it's pretty much even, uh, but they haven't faced a team that's, you know, trending the wrong direction as bad right. as the Houston Rockets are, and just not much faith in what they have. And Steven Silas has got to have some buyer's remorse right now because what he signed up for, this is this is not it. I mean, everybody yeah. wants literally ever since he signed up, everybody wanted out. Man, it just sucks for him. Yeah, um, I think it's time to rebuild this team. So we'll see what, what happens yeah. here uh towards the trade deadline for this team. For sure. All right. And for our final contest. I think this one's going to be another great one. Uh, probably the second or third best game on the slate. Phoenix Suns heading to Portland to take to face the Blazers. Phoenix 24 and 11, 24 and 11 against the spread. They've been phenomenal. You guys talked about them a lot on the pod on the previous pods about how they've been so profitable as of late, but they're going up against a really good team in the Portland trailblazers. They're 20, 21 and 14 overall 19 and 16 against the spread. So Right now, Vegas is giving the uh, Phoenix the edge by two and a half points with a consensus line of two twenty six and a half. What are your thoughts on this one, man? I think this is going to be an amazing game to watch. I'm just curious who's going to be able to stop Dame Lillard. Like, is this the time where he finally cools off? Because, dude, this guy's been at unconscious. Um, yeah. But Phoenix has been seven and one against the spread in their last eight, gone the over nine of their last thirteen. Seven and one straight up in their last eight, man. Like everything is pointing towards Phoenix just continuing their fine play. I think the interesting part of this, this game is going to be is there was a couple games ago where um the the team that the Portland, I forgot which game it was, but they were double double teaming him as soon as he crossed half court. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna make somebody else beat them. So I think the part of that is going to be is Phoenix Suns going to kind of implement that same strategy to make somebody else beat the uh, beat them. Uh, de- uh, defensively, Phoenix one of the best teams in, in the league, right? Defensive efficiency right now they are ranked mm-hmm. number five in the league. Um, Portland right now number twenty eight. So. I, this is a very short number and I'm surprised that it is this low. So I, I love Phoenix in the spot coming here in the second half of the season with Chris Paul, Devin Booker is a go. I saw that he was uh, battling a knee injury and he was held out of the all-star game. But um, yeah, I, I think this team is poised to make that second half run, try to lock up a top two, three seed. I mean, they have, they're right there. Number two right now. And um, this is one of the teams that I have as a, uh, I took the over regular seasons wins of 38 and a half. So knock on wood, that looks like it's in good shape, but yeah. um, I, I just think that the Phoenix suns have the shooting. They have the two superstars and they have a big man inside. So this might be a Deandre Ayton game. You know, mm-hmm. who's going to really contain him? I don't think Ennis Cantor has the defensive ability to keep up with Aiden and he might have a big double, double night. You know, he might post up 20 points, 15 rebounds, something in that neighborhood. So yeah. I think that, that might be something to look at for tomorrow night, as well as uh, taking Phoenix suns minus the points here. Um, 
against the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. Yeah, I'm almost wondering was Vegas setting this line at two and a half, assuming that Devin Booker wasn't going to play? Because in the last contest, uh, just a couple weeks ago, Phoenix blew him out at Portland, one thirty-two yeah. to one hundred, and it wasn't even close. So, you know that that spread was six and a half of that game. Um, I don't see anything that's that much different from the last time that they played. So, you know, give me Phoenix on this one, uh, minus two and a half. Kind of curious about the the line two twenty-six. I could see maybe this being an up and up and down kind of game, but to your point, I think Phoenix knows how they can stop Portland. And that's, you know, you're going to have to check Damian Lillard at half court, let Gary yeah. Trent jr. And Enos Cantor beat you, which I think is yeah. a really good formula. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I too am taking Phoenix here. I don't really see that Portland's going to be able to have enough firepower to uh, get past this, this defense that is relentless and can really slow the pace. Yeah, just the interesting part of this game is that both of these teams top ten in three point shooting percentage and top ten in three point make. So if Portland wants to have a chance uh, to win this game, they're, they're going to have to get uh, Robert Covington, uh, Gary Trent Jr. to Derek Jones Jr. to knock down some of these three point shots to have a chance in this game. But really surprising at this line. I think completely agree with you. Two and a half is way too short for this game, especially with that thirty two point blowout that they had. Yep, I'm with you, man. All right. Somehow we managed to get to 11 games tonight uh, or for tomorrow night. Catch us on Friday where Manaf, Ryan and ZB will be doing a locker room chat uh, going over all the best picks on Friday. You can catch me next Thursday here at the NBA gambling podcast. Um, hopefully I can get Manaf money machine back on here. Uh, this guy is a freaking beast. Uh, make sure you join our Slack channels because they are crushing, um, as well as giving you the latest for anybody that does Top Shot. Man, check out John jo, uh, Joy John Beats. Man, this guy John Jackson is a freaking monster, providing everything you need plus some um, to make sure that you understand what's going on in the marketplace and when it might be the best time to move some of your best your best moments that you've had. So catch us later on. Plenty of content coming from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Dan Titus, the prop god, signing off. Peace. Ba, 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 ba.